As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. We've come a long, long way together, ladies and gents. It's down to the wire for Portugal and Italy. And can Wales make it through to the World Cup? Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, 24th of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. The new coffee from the snazzy coffee machine really paying off. Paying dividends in, in, the, in the intro process. Vim in our step. Certainly is. You're in a fun mood, Jim. Yep, I am. Because I learned recently that you lived in the Bermuda Triangle for a bit. Yes. And it explains everything, doesn't it? Do you think so? Mm-hmm. I never got lost in it. I think people well, don't like people don't come back if they do. Well, well done anyway, Jim, for nudging one 80s song out of my head with another because I came in here whistling Do They Know It's Christmas. <laughs> What's the other 80s song? Is there a Bermuda Triangle related yeah, 80s song? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know about that. What is it? It's called the Bermuda Triangle, I isn't it? see. That would make sense. <laughs> Go on then. Give us, a, no. give us a sing. No, 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 no. We can't sing without Luke and Marcus here. That's it would true. be morally yeah. wrong. Absolutely. I don't think you, you don't really let us hear the pipes, the Brussels pipes. No, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard us singing Brussels. Nope. Is that, is that a thing? Is that, were you like kicked out of choir at school? <laughs> 
I don't really sing either. I just never know the words to the things. When the ramble band comes together, you guys don't have to, you can just stand, mm. stand and be our bouncers, which will be fun. I'll be like Noel Gallagher's like French lady on the scissors. <laughs> Yeah. We start with some um, pretty pleasant news. Uh, it looks as though it looks initially as though um, the UK and Ireland was going to be set to host Euro twenty twenty eight, and in fact, it looks as though probably that bid still will be the one that goes through. Um, and it seemed as though the idea was that there would be only really one applicant to host Euro yes. twenty twenty eight. I guess it speeds up the hosting process. I don't know. People put lots of money into that sort of thing. Perhaps that's a good idea. Anyway, um, Russia. Uh, declared its interest in hosting the tournament, despite, of course, currently being banned from all international football. And there seems to have been, I don't know if it was a missed part of the process in that the RFU, the football union itself, weren't actually Mm -hmm. banned, but other bits of the federation were banned. And that seems to have been a way that this has slightly slipped through. So they've issued a statement of intent that they're going to bid to host um, Puro 2028 interesting to see what now happens and what steps can be taken, yeah. Jim. It's it's sinister, really, isn't it? It's clearly part of a, a calculated plan. I think um, this is really one for political analysts to to look at rather than us. There's clearly an agenda behind it. Possibly it's, you know, they're carrying on as, as usual because they're uh, part of their story is that, that, you know, nothing's going on and everything's normal and what's everyone worrying about? So um, it's very, very sinister. And I think it's really for UEFA to lead on and just be... They've said essentially that if they press ahead with this bid, um, Russia could face further sanctions within football, and they need to act on that just as as soon as whatever line triggers that. They just just need to be really really strong on it, yeah. Because it's um, football being used for something completely non football related, and football, as we've discussed so many times, needs to wake up and be stronger on that. Yeah, yeah, it does, and it needs to be. <laughs> I know this has been said before, but tighter on bid processes as well. Because remember, Russia did host the 2018 World Cup after mm-hmm. it invaded Ukraine the last time yes. and carried out a bio attack on British soil. So, you know, I, I think Russian football is just living in denial at the moment, though. I, I mean, you know, when you see the the Russian Premier League account on on Twitter, it's it's as if everything's normal. Mm. It it really it really creeps me out. I suppose in the context, there's also um, been Harry Kane spoke yesterday, I think, about um, heading to Qatar to the World Cup at the end of the year and about how it's important to shine a light on what is going on in that country and what the kind of human rights abuses and the I think he referenced specifically LGBT Q plus community and also women in the country. And 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 it, he said that they'd had a meeting, the England squad, um, led by Gareth Southgate to discuss to kind of be briefed on what what the setup is within Qatar, mm. and I thought um, it was pretty. Ref- you know, it's difficult for him to be really punchy about uh, about something like that, particularly just because he's not he's certainly not an orator, Harry Kane, bless him. But you know, it was really important mm. to see him in that position as England captain talk about trying to unite with other captains in the World Cup. Well, other other um, international teams have, have led on this already, haven't they? I think you, you look at Germany, Tony Kroos's words about it, uh, the Norwegian national team, for example, going back a while. Um, so it's good to see um, Harry Kane and England England be part of that. I, I wouldn't have expected anything less under, under the Southgate era. Um, but... Having said that, you know, it's going to be limited, isn't it? Because I think the consensus that certainly 
European football players have come to is, right, we have to say something, but it's too late to stop it. That, 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 those were pretty much Tony Kroos's exact words, mm. actually, when he talked about it, which is going back, what, what six months now. Um, so do you think footballers could have come, footballers specifically, could have come together at some... Do you think there was a moment that was lost in time, Brass? May, they... Maybe, but I'll I tell you what. I think going forward, um, the pandemic changed a lot, I would say, because I got the impression that... I mean, there's a whole generation of younger footballers. So we're looking really at Rashford, Sterling, Sancho, who don't feel that they have to just toe a party line anymore mm-hmm. that want to say something and feel that they can use their, their 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 voices and you know obviously Marcus Rashford has been the most eloquent on this and said you know I, I don't think you need to be um he refuses to be patronized by politicians uh, you know he refuses um to say right we well, need a certain level of education to speak out on on what's right he stepped away from it being political and he said, you know, being a human being basically isn't, isn't political and you can't use, I don't get involved in politics as, as, as a get out or anything like that. Mm. But I also feel that during the pandemic, a lot of footballers who were already heading in that direction of stepping away from a club line or a brand line to just say, this is me, this is the authentic me and this is what I believe to be right mm. in matters that aren't necessarily football. I won't shut up and dribble, as was said to LeBron James. I won't stay in my lane, you know. Mm. And I think the pandemic gave a lot of players more time to read, more time to think, more time to assess how they should be a bit more front-facing and personal in, in that sense. So, yeah, to answer your original question, which I realise I've drifted from a, a little bit, Kate, I think I, I think maybe if, if this had been a couple of years before, maybe we'd be looking at the World Cup in a different way. Mm. Of course, it is going to go ahead. We we know that. But I think going forward, as a football society, led by the players, because unfortunately it's never the authorities. We can always say it's down to the authorities. That, that, that's, that's ridiculous. That's like walking past a homeless person in the street and saying, <laughs> I'm not going to give them any money because the government should be dealing with it. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the fact is that players are having to lead from the front to get meaningful change and that they shouldn't have to but that's that's the mm. way things are and I'm quite optimistic that that will be more a part of football's future going within the England context as well I think that Gareth the influence of Gareth Southgate has been pretty significant here as well mm. because of course you're making the point that Definitely. Marcus Rashford has been doing things independently and he's managed to get you know an United Trust behind various bits and bobs that he's been doing really impressively mm. but I think also you know, having that leadership that we've talked about many times, particularly in the context of the Euros, having that set, that support that when you choose to speak about things or or that you're being guided, that you're being informed yeah. um, and that you're not going to just get backlash from your coaching staff is so significant. I mean, it's not a direct comparison, but if you think about what happened to Mesut Ozil uh, when he started trying to talk about um, the Uyghurs, mm. you know, he, he was not... Supported. Supported. Yeah. And it, it's a top-down thing, isn't it? And it's, that is very much Gareth Southgate's management style. And I think Andy makes an interesting point about how this is changing because it, it's not like there weren't questions about Russia hosting the World Cup. You know, no. We kind of retroactively look back at it and go, oh, yeah, Russia hosted the World Cup and now all this stuff is happening. People were talking about how it was, you know, 
fairly outrageous um, because of various human rights issues. But, but don't, the you, player, don't you think... The players weren't speaking out about it so much then, unless I sort of remember that wrong. No, and you're right. They, there's, you're there's, right. A, there's a huge, huge change now, as, as you've just pointed out. And I think Partly actually... Partly because what has happened subsequently. Yeah, absolutely. You probably think, like, bloody hell, we were, like, we were used here. Yeah, completely. I also think it would be sort of outrageous at this point if the players didn't speak out. And what, what Kane is, is saying is, is he's talking about trying to get the captains together of various national teams. Obviously, he knows Hugo Lloris and, 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 and Hugo Son at Spurs, so that's a really good start. And that's, that's smart from him to to just be able to to use that influence so quickly and one of the things he said that really sh- stuck with me actually was that they want to make essentially make so much noise that if change is affected it isn't just changed for a, a few months you know to look good after the tournament that it's changed permanently you know he can only he can only hope that they can do that but to state such a kind of grand aim i think is a really good thing yeah, and great point. it's it, we're seeing a lot of it in football. Germany with their, with their human rights shirts that they wore, yeah. and, and, and as you mentioned with the Norwegian team as well, they've been really, really good. So it is something where I mean, we were even talking before the show, weren't we? How it's, it's hard to say like, oh, we're looking forward to Qatar because just the word makes you think this World Cup feels compromised like so badly Absolutely. because there are so many issues around it. Uh, even even the even the term World Cup, like it just there's something something off about this one already, and it, it, it doesn't happen until November and. You know, the players are now kind of in a position of influence enough through a lot of the hard work of of individual players where actually their voices are being heard. And and it's it's really the best we can hope for is is what we're hearing from them now. I think it's absolutely right what you were saying, Jim, about um, the captains coming together at at Spurs, for example. And, you know, the, the, I guess, inevitability of players coming out and leading this because the, the the fact is we were always heading towards this point because Marcus and I were, were, were talking about the 1961 Benfica European Cup win inside. That's Speller, before. not Rashford for yeah, yeah, yeah. at home. And, you know, Marcus remarked, oh yeah, the whole team's Portuguese. And you think, oh yeah, wow. But th- like, that's not the case anymore. You yeah. know, mm. the fact is you can't, Turn your turn a blind eye as a player to all these other issues. You know, you look at how the West Ham players are reacting to Yarmolenko yeah. or yes. Manchester City and Zinchenko to take it back to Ukraine and Russia at the the, the beginning. You know, when these are your neighbours, your friends, it affects you. You know, players aren't in. I know, I know people think footballers are in ivory towers and don't understand real life and whatever. You know that they are in a huge cultural melting pot in the Premier League. Mm. And they will be aware of issues that affect the daily lives of the family members of the people they play with. Yeah, let's hope that um, this this can have the impact that Harry Kane is talking about. And uh, well, let's get, to, let's get to the football because there is plenty to come tonight. Portugal, Italy, only one of these two teams will feature in Qatar 2022. Tonight, Portugal play Turkey and Italy face North Macedonia. Um, Brussels got a tip on the Portugal game. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been bitten before. <laughs> You're not going to mug us off again? All, all I would say, Port, <laughs> Portugal have got a lot of injuries at the moment. I've got a few out of form players as well. Okay. Draw, draw your own conclusions. Draw your own conclusions. Turkey were a lot better coached as well under under Stefan Kuntz than they were under Senor Gunez. Okay. So it could happen. Know, is what you're we'll, saying. We'll have it to see. I, I think you you look at Italy versus North Macedonia. North Macedonia 
did their bit in in Euro 2020. I thought they they, they were pretty good com- considering that it, it was it was their first international tournament, their stature, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Turkey obviously need to react to what happened in Euro 2020, and they have in in the qualifiers to a certain extent. Um, new era under Kunz, and I, th- I think Portugal are in a really not good place at the moment. The mm. Ronaldo strop might be the biggest we've ever seen if they don't qualify. I, I'm, I'm not sure he's got the energy for uh, for, oh for another. Oh my God! An, an, really? Strop. You look at you look at where he is. You look at where Bruno Fernandes is. Mm-hmm. You look at the amount of defensive injuries they've got. You've got a huge load of problems there. Well, at least they've got a rhetorical titan as their leader. Fernando Santos said, he says this is a final. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He didn't deliver it like that. I refused to. (laughs) Firstly, we weren't smoking while you delivered it. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And then he said, in the two previous finals we've played, we've won both. In these decisive games, we have given a positive response. Except in the last game. <laughs> yeah. You can't you also can't do that with with the whole every game's a cup final for the rest of the season thing. You can't win a game and then go, by the way, that was a cup final. So <laughs> Yes. So anyway, they did because the reason that they didn't get through, of course, is that they were beaten by Serbia, um, helmed by Alexander Mitrovic. Actually you don't that's not right, is it? No, it's, 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 not, it's not helmed. What I find amusing <laughs> about modern Serbia is about how Dusan Vlaovic at 21 is the adult sensible option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then he eases you in. He's the one who gets you through the door. Yeah. And then the one who goes to the drinks table and necks all the drinks is Mitrovic a bit later. Their team's unreal. If you, you look at the names in that team, you th- feel like they should be a bigger force than they are actually. And yeah. maybe they will be in years to come. The thing about Mitrovic though is I sometimes think you'd be scared to score because of the way he celebrates. Like if you, if you score, he just like, Gathered you hurts up. You. He hurts you. But but that's that's Erling Haaland, isn't it? And he's bigger Again. as 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 well. I mean, I do wonder if Haaland ended up at Manchester City, what would he do to all them little players? <laughs> crush them. <laughs> he would crush them. Um yeah, so you've already mentioned Andy, Ruben Diaz, Pepe missing. Wolves also said Ruben Nevis is and his magnificent head of hair will be out until May with a knee I'm, injury. I'm glad you pointed that out. It is a magnificent head mm. of hair. Isn't it? Just uh, so Italy, North Macedonia, um, Roberto Mancini feels like they're above this. Yeah, all right, it's not quite what you said, is it? <laughs> it's quite a harsh reading of what he said there. It's, it's like that line from, from <laughs> Withnan and I, where they, they, they provoke, uh, approach a farmer and go, we've got one holiday by mistake. <laughs> I don't think you can say that before a World Cup playoff, can you? No. no. It, I mean, he said that their intention... Uh, essentially when he took over he was saying I want to put Italy back on top and he's reiterated that his intention isn't just to qualify for the World Cup but to win it and you know, having won the Euros it's not an outrageous shout is it so um, I, I, I imagine they are fairly surprised to be here but I mean they've got a good chance of getting through these games alright you would think they would, they're surely the favourites it's way more difficult than it it could be though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Because if if you think even if even if Turkey were to spring a shock, just to reiterate that, well, it's listeners, not a shock. Now you've said it's going to happen. <laughs> How can anybody be shocked now? Yeah. Andy Brassel, Titan of said, World Football. Brassel predicts shock. I don't. This is the thing. It's not my fault. It's you as headliners <laughs> who are misrepresenting <laughs> me. The fact is, when when Italy beat North Macedonia, when Italy beat North Macedonia, there's a prediction. All right, uh, I know. Really, daring, daring right? Yeah. yeah, they've they've either got to go to to Porto or Istanbul. I mean, that is that is difficult, right? Tough. 
That is serious. It's yeah. more difficult than it should be for them. Yeah. Mario Balotelli not called up in the end, though, you guys. So sad. <laughs> All right, sound a bit more sincere. No, genuinely. I, th- I think he's he's put in a lot this season. He's been pretty good in Turkey at Adana Demirspor. Um, when Mancini's out on you as Balotelli, that's got to hurt. Mm. You know, because he's always been like one of his biggest champions. Yeah, like a father figure almost, isn't he? Mm. But, you know. 30-year-old Canary striker João Pedro got his first call up to the squad instead. I do like a 30-year-old getting a first call up. For me, I don't know, it still feels like, you know, we can all still dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Italy are good for that, aren't they? <laughs> Luca Toni was a good example of that. I think Paolo Rossi was quite a late call up, wasn't he? Um, if I I'm, 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 I'm just I'm just away thinking about where where my Wales call up ended up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get especially, that. especially with the injuries. We'll get I mean, onto that in the second half. Um, Balotelli said uh, he was talking about retirement this week and said he'd like to guide younger players. It would be nice to tell them what I did right and wrong, warn them about experiments, <laughs> or maybe I'll be a journalist. I, I like the way he's put the firework thing back in our yeah. heads without saying the word. <laughs> yeah, completely. T- tell us T- that you've let fireworks off in your house without telling us that you've <laughs> let fireworks off in your house. Totally. I assume that when he says journalist, he might mean pundit, and that might be a little bit of a kind of something that's been lost in translation. But I do like the idea that he's going to become like a sort of hard-hitting investigative journalist. Yes, 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 yes. Like yes. going after things that go all the way to the top. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, recently surpassed Aldai's record for the most goals scored at international level. Uh, here's a story that's vaguely connected from Greece. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> In a match between two amateur sides, Galata and Atromitos Malemi, the match ended 14-14. Okay, a 47-year-old scored 13 goals and he made national news, as you'd expect. Um, they didn't have anything to play for in this particular game. So both sides had agreed to let this particular guy score 13 goals in order to take the league's golden boot. I thought that's quite a sweet story. But then it took this like bizarre twist because hours later he apologised, asked for the goals not to count and his club released a statement calling him vain. I I don't think that's outrageous. I don't think it's a sweet story at all. I know it's like amateur (laughs) level, but it's it's ridiculous. Which bit is the most outrageous bit? Because I think once you've done that, you can't then... Even if the teams have got nothing to play for, it's about the integrity of the competition, isn't it? They're conspiring to make it like a joke, really. When when match fixing is nice by Kate Mason. (laughs) I like his apology, though. Do you reckon uh, Romario is going to come back and go, yeah, I'd like to take uh, 70 off my career goals total, please? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just think if they all conspired together, they should stand either don't do it at all or stand by your man. This is just hanging you, out I to know dry at the end. I know, I know what you're saying. You're saying never apologise, never, never explain, explain, double down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all get on board with that. Good to hear you quote Charles II or whoever it was. <laughs> uh, Charles I? Charles III. How many Charleses have there been? Right, we need to get to a break, but I must tell you about On the Continent uh, where Andy and Dotton will be with Nicky Bandini today. Uh, to talk plenty more about Italy and Portugal, I'm sure. They're also on about what Mourinho's been up to, how brilliant he is, which is your favourite topic, in the yep. Rome derby, and the Lekeep salary table, which came out this week and doesn't make for pretty reading for PSG, unless they feel good about, what was it, 22 of the 20, top 24 are all playing for them. Uh, get over to the Football Ramble Presents for all of that. Now time for a break, so you can go off and subscribe. Subscribe. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you were having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? If an imperialistic drive brings other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Frank Elbeuf. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's me, Andy and Jim with you today. And now it's time for some emails. Rumble. Rumble. 
I wanna know which part the jingle goes to, so I'm sending you a quality jingle. Show at footballramble.com. Really like his hair. It's relevant because it's been a while. Yes. What? Sorry. What's relevant because it's been a while? We haven't had a haircut in a while. I'm saying you need a haircut. I'm saying you need a haircut. I need a haircut. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Fine. Um, James has been in touch. Uh, He says after your chat about The Apprentice on Tuesday, it got me thinking about what other parts of football could be spun into some far-fetched reality spin-off show. Mm. I recently read this quote from Big Ronnie Cooman about his firing from Barca. It hurt me a lot. Joan Laporta will always continue to say that I'm a legend of the club, but never demonstrates it. He fired me on the plane. The players were sitting behind us. I went to, I went to sit next to him and he fired me. Such a, public, <laughs> such a public dismissal gave me the idea that we should introduce an Alan Sugar-style boardroom where struggling managers can pitch against whether they should get fired or not. The court of public opinion would then have a true picture of whether a manager deserves to stay or not. In all seriousness, though, that does sound pretty harsh on a ramble favourite, don't you think? I mean, yeah, it's, it, being fired on a plane is fairly... Fairly harsh, isn't it? It's, it's made it sound worse than it is, the way that Cooman tells it. Well, it's, it's not detail, like the porter has uh, no, the like, gone up to the pilot. And you know where they go, oh, there's uh, someone special on the plane today. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cooman, a club legend. Uh... <laughs> I thought the detail that was particularly galling was that he, he says, I went to sit next to him and he fired me. Like, he just moved over for a bit of a chat with his mate yeah. and then bam. Well, yeah. You see, that, that to me sounds like just stay in your seat because if he hadn't he wouldn't have got fired he would have got fired at home he should have stayed at home uh, maybe Laporta's got no chat and he's like well we've talked about the weather we've talked about what you've watched on Netflix oh yeah by the way you're fired yeah it makes it sound instant as well like it's before his bums even hit the seat he's just gone sacked no (laughs) back back to where you were or Joe Laporta is just one of those people like many I suspect you two as well who just really don't like being talked to on a plane <laughs> so he's like fuck how can I get out of this we got yeah. four, we he got forgot his noise cancellers yeah. so he sacked Cooman instead you're out yeah <laughs> I, I, I know I mean what is the good way to be sacked I mean because <laughs> you think about Carlo Ancelotti when he was sacked after his last game of the season for Chelsea at Everton mm. when he was on the way to the press conference where he was fired and it's like right okay once you've uh done your stuff you can either get the bus home with us or uh, don't you know up to you ugh ugh that awful awful business get in touch if you've been fired well <laughs> yeah show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble right it's time for Paul Antonio Conte I prefer to kill him okay then right I'm on the uh, I'm on the ones and twos today we're gonna so... find out just how competent <sighs> You are at hosting this. <laughs> I, d- yeah. I don't think competence is like necessary for hosting this. No. Pete. It's just reading, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, fundamentally, the game is quite hard. Um, so, right. But um, the reading pace is the key. The reading pace is I don't want to be like, key. can we try and get this down while Pete's away so no. that it becomes... But at, look, we've already had your opinion on match fixing in this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't think we need any more. All right. Sorry. Yes. So the aim Sorry, of the Jim. game is that I am going to read out... T- Two separate clues uh, about different footballers that come together to form a football, a sort of like hybrid footballer in a Portmantonio. A Portmantonio nice. Conte, if you will, if you're unfamiliar with the game. So clue one, right? Uh, this is from Devon. Question. I am a Welsh midfielder currently at Rangers and a Brazilian former midfielder who has managed Iraq. Aaron Ramsey. I didn't listen to the second part of the clue, did you? No. Brass, come on, you're supposed to be good at this stuff. Can you say it again? 
I am a Welsh midfielder no, currently at Rangers and a Brazilian former midfielder who has managed Iraq. I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. I thought Brass was just going to... Aaron Ramzico. Oh, oh, no! It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough yeah, it game. Is. It is. It's, it's hard to even host it. Devin, so, that was good, though. That was a good actual... Excellent, uh, Devin. It was. Um, right, so should we go straight to the ne- next one? I warn you, this it. one's quite Let's long, go. so I'll do it as best I can. I am a centre-forward known as Big Dukes, who scored all four goals in a 4-3 win over Liverpool, and I was the first sports person to amass 10 million Twitter followers after signing for Real Madrid from AC Milan. I'm drawing an absolute blank. Same. Second bit's got to be Kaká, surely. First bit, I'm a centre-forward known as Big Dukes, who scored all four goals in a 4-3 win over Liverpool. I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. Vidu Kaká! Yes! Yes! I'm giving you that one. It's Mark Vidu Kaká. Thank you to Devon and Ed for sending in those clues. I will plead with you... Do make them a bit simpler sometimes. I'm a big, I'm a centre forward known as Big Dukes who scored all four goals in a 4 3 win over Liverpool. I mean, it just yeah, makes you sense your There are so many other things about it? Mark Viduka you know, that you, you, you could say. You, surely, you surely. Say, you say that, but when I got to the end, I judged myself for not getting it earlier. Earlier. Yeah, but you're Andy Brassel, you know, that's different. It's just easier for you. You've got the big old football brain. Uh, yeah, show at footballramble.com for emails and clues. Simple clues. Simpler clues. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Uh, Wales play Austria in the Cardiff City Stadium tonight at 7.45. Gareth Bale says that Wales will use the hurt of previous World Cup heartbreak as inspiration for their playoff against Austria. So look, Austria, hey, they came through fourth in Group F, fourth of six, only above Moldova and the Faroe Islands, favourite of the Ramble, uh, because they got through on the Nations League points. Is that that why you're supporting Wales this evening? I always support Wales. Yeah. Unless they play England, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we we want to see we want to see Wales at the World Cup, Andy Brassel. Yes, I, I I think so, and I feel positive in that. Firstly, Gareth Bale apparently has been looking the part in training. Whether that actually correlates to match fitness, I've, I, there's there's a little bit of nerves around that, isn't isn't there? Because we've seen him go into Wales games in recent memory where. Um, he's been building up to it for a long time and we've noticed that when he actually gets in the game, the difference between mm, fitness and rest. match fitness mm. is, is, is is quite vast. So I'm, I, I guess, cautiously hopeful for, for him because, of course, we love to see him do his stuff and we know how much it, it means to him. I especially want him to do well, though, because the Madrid media are making such a massive mm-hmm. fuss at the moment about his in inverted commas, miracle recovery. It's like... Oh, because he missed you, the classic. Have you really stopped, not yeah. stopped going on about that? We yeah. realise he's been unfit for a bit. The injuries are not his fault and playing for his country means a lot to him. It all goes back to that, that first calf injury that he picked up when playing for Wales against Andorra. And their whole thing behind that was, why are you going off to, to, to play in this little match? Yeah. Whereas if he, if he was Brazilian... It wouldn't, or Argentinian, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And I just find that snobbery, which has basically ballooned into this whole like snarky campaign about him. Yeah. You know, obviously complaining about the fact that he likes to, I don't know, play golf, golf. rather than go on the piss or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's just, I, I find it really infuriating. And at this point, we have realized he's going, he doesn't want to stay, you want him to leave. 
it's happening. Do we still have to be having this conversation? It's really yeah. interesting. And he that... came, you know, he came to play for. It's not like he hasn't tried to get out, right? No. And well, life's been well made, who knows? I and don't life's know. been well. Life's been made more difficult for. More him, to the I point, think. it's not like he hasn't won any bloody Champions League. Yeah, or scored sake. any fucking bicycle kicks, or you know. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting that he he himself has even said like he kind of batted those questions away, didn't he? Saying, "Look, I just I'm not going to give anyone anything to criticise me with." And it's so it's interesting that he's just that open about how kind of toxic this situation is. But... To be fair, he has publicly said before that he basically prefers golf to football. So I, you know, I can see some 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 points on the other side, but. Um, I'm a massive bail apologist. Uh, the thing is also watching Wales. Wales are fun, partly because of their amazing travelling support, which we've talked about mm-hmm. before, but also because they are, you know, a team that's greater than the sum of their parts. They've got some great players in there, obviously, um, but they they come together and they create something. So Yeah, they do. Yeah. Good luck, Wales. Hope it goes all right. Uh, Sweden face Czech Republic as well. Another big night for an international talisman, mm-hmm. uh, although he's not playing. Uh, Zlatan. Hey. Suspended, you- but with a big shadow. <laughs> He played alongside Joseph Alanga at Malmo in 2000 and he'll play, well, and he has been in, uh, he has been at Manchester United with Anthony Alanga, but he's in the Sweden squad alongside his son. That's, is that, that's cool. That's quite cool. It, it is quite cool. Also, I think it feeds into the whole atmosphere around Zlatan's patter at the moment. It, it feels like he's building up to retirement. I know that's maybe easy to talk about for someone who's 40. He's 40. Yeah. But, uh, and, and of course, the injuries have started to catch up with a, a little bit. But there's been doubt over his future at, at Milan. And, you know, he, he said it in a very Zlatan way, didn't he, a couple of days ago at, at Sweden camp where he said, when, when, I, when I go, there'll never be anyone like me again. That feels like it's him uh, laying the groundwork, doesn't it? Mm. Rolling out a red carpet for himself this, um, to stroll away into the sun. Yeah, camp. exactly. Um, speaking of veterans, someone else we need to call out, Jim Campbell. Mm-hmm. Tell us. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's finally happening. <laughs> Tell us the news about King Kazoo being a fraud. He's a bald fraud, we learned. Oh, don't, Jim. The Guinness Book of World, Re- World Records, the ultimate authority on everything, that's the permanent record that Got all your it. stuff goes into, that knows all your secrets. They have recognised someone other than King Kazu <laughs> as the world's oldest active player. It's a man called Robert Carmona. He turns 60 next month and he plays in Uruguay's fourth wow. tier. Unreal. Goodness me, he says he hasn't stopped, according to this, he says he hasn't stopped playing since his professional career started in 1976. I just don't know what to make I mean, of that. Yeah, and he's not stopped at any point, has he? Uh, Kimona said, when they asked me about retiring, it annoys me a bit. I say, what would I retire for? I'm a chosen one, a living legend. Kimona's going nowhere. So I like this guy. I like that, this guy that, a lot. That's quite, quite King Kaz is very humble. This guy is absolutely not about that stuff at all. Just what the world needs, a 60-year-old fourth division's Latin. <laughs> I agree with that, actually. By the way, 44-year-old Danielson returned to the fray this week. It's people, I guess they're just conditioning themselves better and yeah, better, man. are they? He's joined Brazilian <laughs> lower league side. In That's what he was known for. <laughs> Maybe he's finally cracked it. Maybe he's finally cracked it like a fitness routine. Practice works makes perfect. <laughs> Um, there's a friendly tonight between Scotland and Poland, of course, because they were due to play Ukraine, but um, instead they're facing Poland after that has been postponed, Ukraine, the Ukraine game. Uh, they're at Hamden. Assistant coach John Carver has been reunited with Steve Clark at Scotland, of course, after they were coaches together under Rude Hullet at Newcastle. He did an interview, with this, which is the reason he did an interview with The Guardian, and thank God he did, because it contained... 
one, I mean, a very good Hatton Ben Arthur anecdote. Mm. Uh, one half time at Newcastle during Pardew's reign, Carver says he was having a rough game and Alan Pardew had a right go at him. Suddenly, Hatton turns to a fridge that would have taken 10 men to pick up. He tried to lift it and throw it at Pards. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he couldn't. He storms out of the dressing room into the coach's office. Five minutes later, he reappears, eating a sandwich, ready to play the second half. Yeah, up and down, Ben Arthur, wasn't he, mood-wise? That's astonishing. I strongly expect, uh, I strongly suspect that's been embellished, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, maybe the, only five men would have been needed to, <laughs> yeah. to lift up the fridge. It's amazing. Also, in, in, that, uh, in that interview, Carver admitted that at points he was under Rude Hullet, he was just a complete yes man, um, which was really interesting, actually. It's quite a frank interview. It's well worth having a read. Mm. Hullet is a very forceful personality. I'll mm. tell you that for free. Carver tore his calf when Scotland qualified for the Euros. <laughs> I don't know what will he do if they get into the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, he didn't like reach Hopefully into his leg and like rip it. It was an accident, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully a war- well, at least he'll be better prepared, presumably. Because yeah. he'll recognise that he might he might need to do some pretty big celebrating. Mm. Or, or just, you know, tone it down. Just be mindful. How is that the answer? That's not the answer. Because when he didn't think about it, he tore his calf. You just need to stretch. You just need to stretch. Stretch before and after strenuous exercise. That's what Andy always does, don't you, Andy? Exactly. Middle age, you've got to limber up, apparently. Oh, you're not middle age. Middle age is much later <laughs> these days. <laughs> that, that, I feel even worse now. <laughs> Thanks. Speaking of which, on tomorrow's show, it's Marcus Fish and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a love. Oh, Luke's come back. I wonder how he got forced out of his little secret hole where he was hiding after winning Luke's game. We will see what comes of that. Nice to see you, Jim. You too. You're off back to your triangle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is where I live. Uh, Nice to see you, Andy Brussels. Likewise. Enjoy on the continent later. Thank you. And I hope you do too, listeners. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble part of the Acast Creator Network. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Aaron Ramsey. We're so, so happy. So f- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.